little bit chaotic, but we will definitely get through this in half an hour, and we'll keep the volume relatively loud, so if kids make noise, please don't worry, you are super, super welcome to be here. So, hello, welcome to our exploration of a new format for Church Hub. It's going to be 30 minutes, or you get your money back. I've just started the official timer. (laughs) I know, that's the good thing. What's on the menu today? We have made some new appointments, which we want to tell you about. We want to talk about the next steps we're going to take in terms of sharing the hope, thanks Caleb, the hope that we have uh, in Jesus. Um, we have got a short financial update for you, just so you know where we are and how we're doing. And then we're going to let you know um, how we're getting on with adding Lucas and Elder. That's something that we've talken, uh, spoken to you about um, several times. Just a very little time for questions along the way, or it couldn't possibly fit in half an hour. If you feel like you don't get to ask your questions, please do stick around afterwards, and we'll answer any questions. And we'll try and make sure there's more time for Q&A at future hubs. Uh, we never, ever want to block questions. So let me, with 11 seconds in the bank, move on to new appointments. <clears throat> Are you ready to talk about new appointments? Um, organizationally, we start out as what we would call an amorphous blob. Um, and uh, as we've been growing, we need to do a, a better job than um, just being a lump of jelly on the floor. That's not going to serve us very well as we go on. If you were at our last church hub, you might have seen this mysterious diagram. If you weren't there, this is going to be gobbledygook. So let me just talk you through real quickly. This is our imagination of what the structure might look like when we're fully grown. The idea is organize the whole church around the things that are most important to us. So this pathway along the top is how we think people can go from being far from Jesus to being close to Jesus. We bless them. That's our little acronym for reaching out to those around us by taking small steps and invite them in. We gather together and we gather for a formative encounter with God and his people. We want people then to feel like they belong. They experience church as family. We're connected as a church and we care for people. And then we want people to become more like Jesus, not just in knowledge, not just filling your head with data, um, but in the whole of life. And finally, we want to be a sending church. We want to train people up and send them out. And we want to be mad about that. We want to do so much of that that you'll think we are crazy. We're going to put um, what we call a director. Our idea is over each one of these areas and these directors um, will help us think all the time about how to do better at that aspect of church life. And all of that's going to be um, underneath the supervision of the elders. That's our kind of biblical name for the guys who lead the church. Now, we're going to need a smooth running operation set up under this. It won't work without that to thrive. And we think we'll need some ministry-specific staff because sometimes there are things that need special skills or that need more time than you could um, afford uh, to give as a volunteer. Final piece of the puzzle, indigenous trainees. Um, If we're going to multiply, we have to get some local skin in the game. So back in November, uh, we shared what was next. Here's the slide, in fact, from November. It says, what's next? One to two part-time directors. We think that role of kind of owning an aspect of church life and thinking about how it should evolve, we think that can be handled as a part-time role because you're engaging others. You're not doing all the work yourself. We thought we'd like to add a ministry-specific staff member, and we thought we'd like to add uh, an indigenous trainee. That's a pretty bold step forward from where we are right now. Um, it's a serious stretch for the finances we have, um, but it is a step towards where we want to be going. So what's actually happened? Oh, I've got lots of blank slides here. That's not what I was expecting. There's a blank slide, and then there's another blank slide, and after that one, there is another blank slide, which is exciting. What actually happened was, hey, 
Carolyn volunteered a day of her time to take on one of our director roles. Carolyn, will you stand up? If anyone doesn't know who Carolyn is, this is Carolyn. And um, Carolyn is going to, um, we, we kind of, it's a bit of a clunky name. Whoa, her slide is missing altogether. Carolyn's on this invisible slide here, okay? Um, she's going to take on a, uh, a role called Director for Bless. That is a clunky name, as clunky as they come. But her goal is to see our everyone, everywhere, everyday engagement in mission thriving as a church. And just to remind you how we've been thinking about these roles, this one's got some more invisible words on it too. Can you see them? Good. Um, we want to ask these directors to write the script is how we've been thinking about it, not just execute others' orders. So we don't want them to be told what to do and go and do it. We want them to, uh, if you have a military mindset, we want to ask them, take that hill and they figure out how they're going to take it. We don't just say, drive tanks down the AA and turn right at the end. We want you to take that hill. And the hill we're asking Carolyn to take is help us thrive as a church in this everyone, everywhere, everyday mission. Each quarter, she's going to report back to us on what's been accomplished and uh, what her plans are for the next quarter. We'll agree that together with the elders. Um, And then I'm going to meet with each of our directors much more regularly as well, just so that we can all stay on the same page, running in the same direction. Um, But we don't think our directors can do all the work. There's no way a part-timer could do that. So Carolyn's goal um, is to recruit leaders and recruit teams, to recruit volunteers and to recruit from the staff and direct us into what needs to be done. Equip us to do it and then kick us out to go and get to work. So we are, I got to say, thrilled that Carolyn has taken on this role. Yeah, we really are. She's going to share some thoughts with you in a minute. Her first thoughts about what's next in that area as she starts to direct it. And then, uh, and then Joe uh, approached us to explore giving some time too, and we're thrilled to let you know, starting in September, Joe's agreed to give us one kind of unusually shaped long day to take on the director for Become. Joe, would you like to stand up? <clears throat> if you've never met Joe, that's Joe. Joe is director for Become, so her goal is that we as a church, we're all becoming more like Jesus. That's a difficult hill to take, isn't it? And how do you approach that? How do you get that done? We don't know. We gave her some ideas. They're probably crazy ideas. She's going to think about it. But we called this Become because it's not about information. It's not just about training. This is about changing. This is about changing to become more like Jesus. How does that actually happen? We think we've got huge room for improvement as a church. And again, um, same deal as before. We want Joe to write the script. We've got ideas, but they're just ideas. We have things we're doing at the moment in this area. They might not be the right things. They might not work at all. And then we're happy to throw them all away. Um, there's so many more things we could do. At the same time, uh, it's great that we've got Joe and Carolyn because they can fight each other. Because there's always a tension between our outward face and our face towards the world around us and our wanting to be inward facing and love each other more and grow more like Jesus. So it's good to have the kind of two points um, kind of um, staffed with strong and um, powerful people who are going to help us think and move more in these directions. Again, I want to say we are thrilled that Joe is going to take this on starting in September. But wait, there's more. Um, we said in November we were looking to increase John's hours with us. We've done that. Um, we've doubled John's hours with us. And John is now an employee rather than a contractor. Uh, it's been brilliant having more John. I've really enjoyed it. John didn't have a job title when you asked us about that back in November. He does now. We thought and talked it through. And we're going to say John is our director for worship arts. Now, we are still... 
We're still working on shaping his role and figuring out how that interlocks with Jake, our worship arts intern. Jake is, by the way, he's actually on holiday this week, and that is total coincidence. It's not that there's been any nefarious scheme going on there. Um, so, and I have spoken to Jake about this. Um, but we've given John four avenues in which we want him to contribute, and they are, we want you to enhance gathered worship with your own personal skills as a direct contributor. But we want you to train other people and multiply these things so that there are more and more people doing those things. We want you to explore the intersection of arts and mission, uh, like we did back in December with the choral extra- the Christmas choral extravaganza. And we want you, this is a kind of big, hand-wavy, vague one, we want you to think about how is it that artists, Christian, uh, Jesus-following artists flourish. Um, so that's cool. And, uh, and finally, and finally, let me uh, introduce you to Kat. Kat, are you here? Where's Kat? Kat, stand up. This is Kat. Have you seen... Have you seen Kat hanging around rather suspiciously over the last little while? Um, well, Kat is completing her ministry apprenticeship. That's a training program at Brunsfield Church in the city centre. She's been thinking about what's next, and uh, we've been talking to her about a potential next. And this morning, I'm really pleased to announce we've made Kat an offer to be a ministry resident here. That is... That is an American term, isn't it? What does it mean? It means someone who is learning by doing as they head towards long-term ministry in a church. So Kat is going to join us with a focus on the becoming and belonging kind of slices of the church. So um, Joe is going to partner with her and our forthcoming director of Belong is also going to partner with her to help her serve in there. She's got a particular passion for working with women, um, with students and youth. And yes, we do know we don't have that many students, but Julia... We'll be excited to work with you very extensively. And, and we'll be okay if more students want to come. Um, we're open to that too. Um, things might change. We've offered her a two-year part-time contract. Um, we think ultimately that has a pathway to one of these sort of director roles. That's the sort of place it might go. And that's going to start uh, in August or September. So that's a lot of appointments, um, but we need you to know one more thing. I've overrun by a minute. I'm sorry about that. We are still hiring. We're not satisfied. Uh, we're ambitious to continue to add people. We would love to have people in all those director positions. We would love more trainees and uh, more residents. Who do you know? Uh, do you know people? Um, tell them that we're hiring. Tell them what we're like. We're a bit crazy. And see if they might want to have something to do with it. Perhaps, perhaps it could be you. A lot of information. Um, so, really quickly, uh, you have one minute and 30 seconds for questions. And you'll have to raise your hands and ask your questions. Eric. Are we putting anyone into foreign missions type position? Not at this stage. No, I think we're still thinking through our strategy in terms of global missions. And if there were perhaps ex-foreign missionaries who wanted to advocate for that sort of thing, we, we, would, be, we would be willing to listen to them and learn from their, their experience. I think we want to play our part and we want to be ambitious to play our part and we need to think about the most fruitful way to do that and we don't know what that is yet. We want to be a learning church. Any more questions? We hired loads of people, huh? Crazy. Okay. Oh, Susan goes. You're in. We do. 
Well, it's funny you should ask that because we do have a financial update planned for this very morning. So I'll tell you about that in just a minute. But this will cost more money. Um, it won't cost as much more money because amazingly, um, Carolyn and Joe have volunteered their time. They've donated their time to us. I think we need to honor that gift. Um, but but uh, it won't cost as much more money as it might. Same time, that just frees up more money to spend on it. more people. So let's do that. <laughs> yes. Any more questions at this stage? And you can always come and ask questions afterwards. Um, but we want to keep things moving swiftly today. Okay, if that's it, then let me hand over to Carolyn. Carolyn, come and tell us, Carolyn, about some of the next steps that you are planning as you take up this mantle. I mantle you. <laughs> let me be mantled. Okay, um, so where do I swipe? Just tap on the one you want. That's okay, it works. Okay, so I don't know about you guys, but I have found Bless uh, really useful um, just the five simple things that I need to think about. Um, it's really focused my mind on how I spend my time and helped me test myself in terms of how I'm um, shaping up uh, as I think about how I can be um, a better uh, witness in the world, um, the fragrance of Jesus to the outside world. So I've really, really enjoyed having Bless. Anyway, now I've spent a month taking up this um, very kind offer from Matt, spent a month thinking about it and actually I'm not so sure because it's all getting rather scary (laughs) because it means I'm going to have to do the things I'm thinking about and that takes me well out of my comfort zone. So um, I've got a few ideas, I haven't discussed these with the elders yet, there's a couple of things in here that I can talk to you about but I do want to talk to them first and come back um, at regular intervals and tell you about next steps that we're doing. Um, one of the things that really hit home to me uh, recently, um, I went along to a seminar with Caleb at Charlotte Chapel with um, Richard Bourguignon, and um, he's the guy that wrote the word one-to-one, um, a one-on-one Bible study that you can do with, uh, with people based on John's Gospel. And um, he and Rico Tice, who had filmed a short video uh, for the seminar, said that the single biggest reason that the church... Um, of Jesus Christ is not growing um, just now is because Christians are not talking about their faith and talking about Jesus to their friends. And in a hashtag, me too generation, one-to-one is how that works best. So that was a bit of a wake-up call for me. And uh, bless is a great way for helping us to think about how we might do that. So um, there's four areas that Matt's um, kind of included under, under BLESS. There's BLESS advocacy, there's pathways into um, blessing each other, there's social action, and there's external comms. Today, I'm just going to talk about um, BLESS advocacy, uh, because that's the bit that's um, had most thought um, so far. So, sounds like C. Sounds like one. Ba-ba. B, (laughs) begin with prayer. So um, what we'd um, really like to do this year is uh, focus on just two elements of bless. Um, Because uh, for someone like me, that feels like uh, something I can get my brain around. Um, And B, beginning with prayer, uh, feels like the obvious place to start because that is the engine room of evangelism. You know, we're told to pray with confidence. We're told to pray without ceasing. Um, 
And we're told to hold fast to the promise that nothing is impossible uh, for God. So what we'd like to do is, just over the course of this year, um, drip feed things into what we're doing that will help us to pray for um, uh, the people around about us to get better at praying. And there's no time like the present, so we're going to start tonight. Here's what I want you to do this afternoon. I want you to think about one person or a couple or an organization that you are involved in outside church. Okay? I want you to come along to your small group tonight and I want you to share with your small group who that person or couple or organization is. I also want you to think about a specific thing that you want prayed for in relation to that. Okay? Is it an opportunity for a conversation, an opportunity for an invite? Is it how you can um, bless them? Is it saying to them, if they're going through a hard time, how can I pray for you? What is it you want your small group to pray for? And every Sunday, we are going to pray for those things in our small groups. Okay, We are going to stand in the gap for the people that matter deeply to us outside church that don't know Jesus and we're going to pray for it might be the people in Caleb's basketball club it might be the people in Cameron and Christina's SU group at um, Clifton Hall I don't know who the thing people are on your mind but let's stand shoulder to shoulder with our friends in Hope City Church and pray for the people that matter to them okay so that's the first thing I want you to do if it's too difficult for you to think about that between now and tonight, you've got till next week, but no longer, okay? <laughs> so your host is going to ask for a volunteer in your small group. They're going to capture all of the things that are going to be prayed for, and then it'll be easy to um, share that uh, uh, each Sunday, Sunday evening. And if you're a keen bean, you can do it through the week as well. Right. So the next thing we're going to focus on, the second area of bless we're going to focus on in 2020 is share. Okay, share your story. Uh, We know from all of the surveys that we've done um, after hubs that the thing that we are most scared of is talking about Jesus to our friends. We're scared of losing friendships. We're scared we'll get asked questions that we can't answer. Um, We're scared we won't know what to say. And uh, so it's easier just not to do it. So we're going to be looking at some material. There's a lot of really, really fantastic stuff around. We're going to look at some material um, that's available and drip feed that into the course of this year um, so that we're really thinking um, more seriously about how we can equip ourselves and each other um, to get better at uh, sharing. So more to come on both B and S over the course of this year. Expect a tap on the shoulder from me at some point because I need people to help me. And this is not about me, it's about every single one of us getting better at this. Um, I'm really excited uh, about the opportunities that this might give us. And as Derek said to us at the end of last year, let's think about talking about Jesus and let's trust that God's going to do amazing things as we do that. So we've got another little tiny slot for Q&A here. Um, Any questions to follow up on what Carolyn has said? Don't have to have questions. Get lunch earlier if you don't ask questions.
Go. Um, all the, with all the people sharing someone that they're praying for or something that's going on tonight in small groups, would you want the small group hosts to send that information to you and about the possibility of them sharing it on Sunday nights and sharing more of that what church-wide or is it just... So, um, uh, good question, Caleb. What um, we're definitely hoping and praying for is that um, out of this sharing, we'll get lots more that we can share in our vision slot on a Sunday night. Um, and we're also going to think about doing a vision slot on a Sunday morning so that more people can hear about the vision maybe once a month. Uh, we'll drop church news and um, that'll allow us to share stories about um, the good, the bad and the ugly that goes on when you try and share stories about Jesus. Yep. done? Need the mic. Um, Thank you very much. I'm sure there'll be more questions and you really can just keep on asking us your questions and we do want to answer them. I got to say again, I'm really excited to have uh, more people feeling the opportunity and the ownership to take a lead in these things. And uh, Carolyn showed me her thoughts and ideas. I was thrilled. So next up... Uh, financial update. Thank you, Susan, for setting me up beautifully to give a financial update. Um, you might remember um, last time we showed you this slide. Um, what is this slide? This slide is our plan for this school year and next school year in terms of money. The words and the colors tell you how on earth do we manage to spend so much money just doing these really ordinary things. Um, turns out it, it costs quite a lot to do the different bits. The big number in the middle is the total we plan to spend this school year and next school year. So this school year we think we're going to spend about 100000 Next school year we think we're going to spend a whopping 150000 Some of that increase next year is unavoidable. The venue is going to get a little bit more expensive because our rent-free rolls off. Um, but the rest of that is people, uh, investing in more people. Um, some of these directors that we've been talking about, we expect we'll have to pay some of them. Um, some more trainees, a ministry-specific me- uh, staff member. Well, things change pretty quickly because we have the privilege of two directors willing to give their time. Um, and we think Cat is both kind of trainee and ministry-specific staff. So we're going to kind of almost tick two boxes with her. But broadly speaking, even though it might not look quite like that, we want to invest even more next year and to do that by investing in people. But hold your horses. We've got to deal with this year first. Um, we spoke about giving on Sunday mornings for a few weeks in November. How is it that we are doing in that? Well, based on the last three months' data, so just the last three months, um, January, um, November, December, January, um, regular giving's up 14% from the prior year, which is really uh, encouraging. And if you take all the regular giving from the last three months and you look at what that would be if it carries on through a, a whole year and you add in all the gift aid and things like that, then our full year forecast is about 77000 for this school year at the moment. That is awesome, um, but that 77000 is not that 100000 that we are planning on spending. Now, the 77000 is not the whole story. Um, sometimes people randomly give us money, like somebody did to me two weeks ago. They give me money randomly in an envelope, and uh, we ha- haven't forecasted that sort of thing in. Uh, We're also seeking external money. I'll tell you more about that um, in a minute. Um, But there is likely to be a gap. And the majority of our income as a church is a very simple thing. uh, comes from you. And uh, we really thank you for your generosity in investing with us. 
Um, but we want to ask you uh, whether you could help us to close this gap. And to give you time to think about that, I'm going to talk about the Bible on giving for a moment. Um, let me remind you about what the Bible has to say on giving. First, it tells us we are stewards. That means we're just looking after somebody else's stuff. Uh, last week, we saw Jesus saying, give back to God what is his, because it's all his. Um, secondly, it tells us that giving is in proportion to our income. Today, we heard about how the widow... Um, gave her more with her two tiny coins than all those rich because it is all about proportion and giving in proportion. And it's not about the absolute amount. Third, the Bible tells us really clearly the Bible, uh, the giving should never be under compulsion. Uh, it's not a law. It's not like God is going to whack you if you don't or that we'll hunt you down and whack you if you don't. That's not how this works. There is no compulsion. And fourth, the Bible tells us give joyfully. It tells us that it's blessed to give. So if you can't give joyfully, if giving doesn't feel like a blessing, then we, we, we don't want to ask you to do that. Giving's amazing because you get to see what God does uh, with what you give. Giving to your church is cool because you get a front row seat um, seeing what happens with it. So with that in mind, can you help us close this gap? There is still a real gap there. Um, but um, external money. We are looking for money elsewhere as well. Um, first up, we are applying for grants. Now, it's important to understand grants cover projects, not running costs. It's really hard to get a a grant to pay your bills, where it's really quite, well, we think, quite easy to get a grant to help cover a project. So if we want to upgrade our rubbish heating system, we may well get a grant to do that. If we want to pay our electricity bill, we are not going to get a grant to pay our electricity bill. Does that kind of make sense? So we are applying for grants right now, and we're optimistic. Um, Our external consultant, our expert on grants, is feeling very optimistic. He's saying he is going to come back with the money. Um, So that money is going to pay for some cool projects that will improve our space and that will create some opportunities. A project, by the way, might be hire a trainee and train them for three years. That's a project. We could fund that. Um, But a project is not, you know, um, pay Matt. That's not the sort of thing they're going to do, um, so, so just so we're clear. Uh, and we've also, we've had a small success, which we can report to you. Um, we applied for a training grant um, to cover um, some of our existing trainees, for Jake specifically, and we got given some money. We got £11,000, I think is the right number, uh, ten or £11,000, which is uh, a wonderful contribution. So be encouraged. There are grants. We are applying. We think we will make some success there. Um, The other thing I'm more excited about at the moment is partners. Uh, Again, partners are not going to pay our bills. That's not what they're interested in doing. But they may well be interested in investing in growth. Now, we are just starting to explore this idea of partnership. We're just at the beginning of the process. But the more we thought about that crazy 100,000, 150,000 plan, well, the more we got convinced that we need external help to make that a reality. We don't think we will be able to support those ridiculously large numbers um, internally. We need external partners to help us invest in training and invest in growing the way we want to as a church. We also know there are other churches like us who are receiving significant support, tens of thousands of pounds a year from partner churches to do things like this, to help them accelerate in training and uh, in investing in growth. We think we could do that too. And I want to share... Um, just in the last two weeks that we've had some extraordinarily encouraging leads come across our path. Just remarkable stuff. Uh, I was at a conference that I really didn't want to go to because um, it was on my day off. 
and uh, it was a way for a day. I really didn't want to go, but it turned out to be totally inspiring. Uh, I got to think and talk about what we're hoping to do as a church and how we needed partnerships for that to be realistic and possible. And there just happened to be a, a real bigwig from the U.S. there um, who um, smiled upon us and said he would be willing to help us make some connections with people who might be interested in investing in places like us. Uh, And he said, why don't you just come to my conference next month? And it turns out that his conference is the single biggest church planting conference in America uh, with 5,000 people there. So I booked my ticket and uh, we'll... (laughs) We wrote, a, we wrote a pitch. Um, the pitch is as ridiculous as you could imagine because we're writing for Americans. It's like, we will take over the world, hire infinity people, and uh, we will win. Um, it basically says that because that's what you have to say. You need to know your audience. So we've got a pitch like that, and we're going looking for an outrageous amount of money, and it is possible that God may send us back with some, um, but we're going to go and look for an outrageous amount of money. So next month, uh, I'm there. Um, let's pray. God helps us find some partners who we really connect with. And then and then Caleb was at another event this last week where some guys from the US showed up and they spent most of the time at the day he was at saying, we really want to find some partner churches in the UK that we can give money to. We really want to give money and partner with you and support you. Churches in the UK that are interested in growth and in expansion and training. And we're like, hey, we should talk. So Caleb said, hey, we should talk. And uh, we've set up a call. Um, So uh, again, pray. Uh, What I've been saying to myself um, and what I've been saying to anyone in the office who will listen is um, what God orders, he pays for. What God orders, he pays for. God's not the sort of guy who asks you to do something. And then, you know, when the food arrives, he's like, I'm not paying for that. He's the guy, when he orders something, he pays for it too. He has plenty of resources and he can give us the resources to do his things. It's why it's so critical that we make plans that are his plans, because then we should uh, expect them to be resourced. What God, or, what God orders, he pays for. He might do this. Now, over to Selassie to hear another exciting thing going on in the land of finance. Thank you, Matt. Okay, perfect. So, I'm here to talk to you guys about the CARE Fund. So one of okay, stay here. One of the ways the Bible talks about the local church, like Hope City, is as a family. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ, and God therefore commands us to look after one another throughout the Bible. Um, throughout the Bible, so Acts four verse thirty two gives us a really beautiful account of how the early church cared for its regulars. It says, "God's grace was so powerfully at work in all of them." Um, in sorry. God's grace was so powerfully at work in them that there were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. We don't have to sell our houses, but it is important that we bring glory to God and serve Jesus by looking after each other when we need it. So to that end, we're pleased to announce the CARE Fund, which all are able to contribute to and will be used for a specific one-off help whenever folks need it. So perhaps someone's struggling to afford a new washing machine, the care fund could help with that. Or perhaps someone wants to send their kids to a Christian camp and needs a little extra help. Or maybe we want to support someone who's getting counselling by helping them with the costs. So that's the sort of thing um, we dip into the care fund for. So you can support it by giving money into it. It's what's called a restricted fund, 
So if you give money specifically to this, it can't be used for any other purpose. It's set aside and ring-fenced for exactly that purpose. So um, you can give whenever and whatever you like through the usual channels. We don't think it needs to be a huge amount, but putting away little gifts in here would mean that we're always able to help. You can mark your gift Care Fund if you're using bank transfer, or if you're giving through PayPal, um, just let any of the finance team know and we can mark it when it comes in. So speak to any one of us in the finance team. That's Ian, who's here, or Angus, or Rachel Kerr. And Or you can email the finance team at hopecityedinburgh.org, which is on the slide. Um, so occasionally we might tell you a specific thing that we want you to give to, but for now, whenever you're able, and as the Lord leaves you, just please pop, ever whatever you can, pop in whatever you can into that fund. Um, you can ask for help from the Care Fund by speaking to or emailing one of the elders. So the elders would discuss it and let you know if we're able to support it. Um, we want to keep the sorts of things that the Care Fund's for as broad as possible. So whenever you need a little help, do reach out. It's what it's for. <laughs> Any requests? Sorry, that's mine. <laughs> Sorry. Um, any requests or donations and giving from the Care Fund will be totally confidential, but we hope to share broadly what it's for at the church hubs. So the more you give, the more we can do for everyone. So yeah, <laughs> please let's support each other through this. Um, and my next, I only have another slide, which is Q&A, <laughs> but I'm going to run away. Really. You can stay. Uh, any questions in the area of finances or in terms of the Care Fund, Andrew? Um, so I won't have a perfect answer, but I think it's really helpful for us to be able to sort of set aside a certain amount of money for um, just sort of specific needs. I think the key word here is specific. So um, we want to know that it's always there, it's always available for people who need it. I think general funds um, could end up in different types of projects. So. We just really want to make sure that we're caring for um, the church family by having the specific amount of money is set aside. Um, but we can also answer that better for you if you want me to drop your note. Yeah. Okay. Other questions on funds and finances and money and numbers? Partners and grants? Things we should pay for and things we shouldn't pay for? Mm. Yeah, Rachel. Cool. The question is, sorry, just because the rain is coming down, welcome to Scotland. The question is, what should you do if you want to give cash? And the answer is, we don't have any facility to handle cash donations. We're really sorry. What you should do is find a friend who has a card, walk over to our magic contact list there, and give your money to your friend and get your friend to contact list it in. Um, that's our solution. Is that right, sir? I should let Selassie answer that. <laughs> Selassie, what's the answer? What he said. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, 100%. Please use the terminal over there. Um, we wouldn't be able to accept cash. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That was bad of me. I'm not very good at this. I'm working on being a team. Um, 
Selassie, thank you very much. And again, Selassie and our finance team do work that is invisible but essential. And uh, it's a surprisingly large quantity of work to keep our finances running smoothly and to do all the reporting stuff that has to happen. Um, so thank you, team, very much for serving in that way. Last thing, you are nearly done, and uh, that is, we've spoken before about our desire to appoint Luke. Luke, stand up, bearded guy with tats as an elder. <clears throat> um, We've done, uh, in progress towards that, we've, we've established what we're calling the core uh, group of the church. That is people committed to the church, aligned theologically, aligned with our mission. We put together a process by which you can join that core if you would like to. And that's the group we're going to ask to vote on Luke. Um, Dave told you in November that we would be definitely doing that at this meeting. But we're slightly behind the curve um, on actually interviewing people. So if you have kind of jumped into the core process and we haven't come back, to you. Um, we are very sorry, uh, but we don't want to exclude your voice from this vote. We think it's important that lots of people have their turn. And so if we haven't got to you yet, uh, we don't mean to offend. Um, if you haven't started the process, by the way, and you would like to um, think about or become a part of the core, tinyurl.com, HCC, join core, caps are important. And uh, there's a form that will tell you all about it and let you know what to do next. You are all invited. What we're going to do is we're going to push forward on completing our process over the next few weeks. Then we're going to run a postal ballot, a digital postal ballot, um, because we want as many people as possible to have their voice heard. We think it's an important, uh, a serious appointment. Uh, And we're sorry to Luke, and we're sorry to you that we've taken so long to get through this. And I am actually the worst offender at running the process, so I probably have the most blocked people of all your elders. Sorry about that. So, thank you very much for bearing with us through that. Here ends your, hey, that's not bad, 32 or 3 minute um, church hub. We want to encourage you to pray. Um, We want to spend time in these meetings to pray. We had a lot to say today, so didn't squeeze that in. We'll pray uh, through the week and uh, in other places and other times. Uh, But do pray. There are lots of things going on um, that will only succeed uh, if God is at work in them. And uh, there are lots uh, lots of things to put our time and attention towards. Loads of things to be encouraged by. Hope you're encouraged. Do come and ask any questions you like. Uh, Do feel free to eat cake, drink coffee, and do feel free to go. Thanks again. We'll record this and we'll post it.